we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 11th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. How was your weekend? Good to see you. Healthy alive. Doing well. Uh, weekend was well. Um, didn't do anything eventful. Uh, completely disconnected from reality for a bit. Um, that's actually a really nice, but at the same time, it's almost like getting drunk. Because then once you're done, it's um, kind of get a hangover. And then you get into the reality again and you're just like, oh, this is just this is this is painful. So it is having those disconnects are really nice. But at the same time, getting back into the grind of things is uh, it can can be slow. It can be very slow. I'm still thinking about being on vacation. I'm like, can we just can we go back? Can, can we just can we take like a month? Can, can we can we kind of capitalize on the two weeks we had? Can we just add a couple of more? And you know what? I will be fully recharged after we get two more weeks of just doing nothing. That would be uh, that would be fantastic. Actually, that's that's not true because I would be recharged in other ways. I would actually go back to what I want to do. I want to catch up on a lot of reading, a lot of study and things of that nature. That That's what I want to do. Uh, I want to go back to that. Uh, but yeah, as it stands right now, I have very little time uh, to do that. You know, I, I was I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm like, all these people that sit around and say, you know, I'm bored. I've got I've got all this extra time on my hands. I'm trying to get some time back somewhere I, like that. I, I'm, I'm trying to get some time back. If you're sitting around and you're bored, you're twiddling your thumbs, you're not paying attention. That's all there is to it. You're, you're just not paying attention. But... I think the people that are paying the most attention are the ones that are going out and going shopping in America, especially right now. Yesterday, the number one trend on Twitter was bare shelves Biden, uh, as Americans are dealing with empty shelves. Did you say you're having shortages there as well? You're, you're seeing empty shelves in your town? Not not to the same level uh, as those pictures, but we are seeing shortages of some products. Um, it, it's, you know... Um, if it's not a shortage, it's a price hike. You know, the, the things that uh, I used to get, I don't get anymore because it's just too expensive now. So, yeah, we, we are seeing it in different ways. Bruce, I told you to stop going to those dispensaries. I, I told you to stop crossing over the border into Colorado and going to those dispensaries. What's wrong with you? Of course, it's going to be expensive. I mean, we, we have medical ones here, so I mean, it's the medical use is uh, is is decriminalized there. You, you have medical dispensaries. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you okay. can have, yeah, there's medical and it's fairly easy to get a medical um, um, prescription for it, if you will. You know what? The, the only reason they want that, that's that's the first start of it right there is is the uh, the medical side of things. That's what California did. They, they just went rock solid. Oh, you know what? We're just going to decriminalize it and, and just have weed cafes on every street corner. OK, well, um, a stone population is an unaware population. And quite frankly, if you really want to do this, OK, if you really want to decriminalize this stuff, OK, then let's do this. If you want to make it for for medicinal purposes, and let's be honest, it's not for medicinal purposes when they make that argument. It's because they want to smoke it and they want to get stoned, right? Bunch of junkies. That's what they want to do. If you're uh, if you're stuck in a cloud of weed all day, well, then you're really not going to care about anything else, are you? So that's what they want it for. They don't want it for medical use. If you really want to go this route, okay, let's let's go the medical route. I tell you what. We live in a world where we can genetically engineer things, right? We can take this out. We can take that out. We can remove this little thing over here. We can do that with plants. We're pretty good at it by now. Humans is a different story, but I'm getting off topic. The plants, let's engineer the tetrahydrocannabinol out of it. Let's engineer the cannabinoids out of that. Let's, let's get rid of that. And we'll put them as regular medicines in pharmacies and we'll sell them like that. You you want the um, you, you want the effects of uh, medicinal use, right? Okay, let's engineer the hallucinogenic out of it, 
and let's sell them in pharmacies as medicines. Let's do that. But see, they don't want that because that's the end of the argument. That's not what they want. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm way off topic here. Uh, the hashtag uh, Bear Shelves Biden has taken off on Twitter. And it was, let me see, it was number six uh, at the time of publishing, but it later went, uh, later went higher. Uh, Bear Shelves Biden uh, became a leading trend on Twitter on Sunday evening as social media users across the country took aim at the president and his administration for failing to address the ongoing supply chain crisis. You see, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Clearly, it's not his fault. What the fault is here, if you want to lay blame somewhere, look at yourself. Isn't that what the administration says? Look at yourself. All you anti-vaxxers, that's the problem right there. That's what's causing it. It's not It's not the administration. The administration is, what's the CCP line here when they can't get food to their people? Um, you get reassuring messages that the government is doing everything they can to make sure that food aid is coming to you, the people. Isn't that what we talked about last week? That's, that's what it is. And then you have to thank the government for giving you a single white radish, uh, two carrots, three potatoes, and an onion, that, that kind of stuff. That, that's what it is here. Yeah. You want to talk about laying the uh, the blame at the feet of somebody that has caused this? Look at the useless transportation secretary named Pothole Pete that has had the docks jammed up on both ends of the country for the last four months. Let's start there. Let's start there with the with the ports that they will not open. Let's start with the unconstitutional, illegal vaccine mandates that are being pushed on trucking companies across the United States that carry the freight and the cargo from these ports, if they can get unloaded, to the cities and into the stores. Let's go there if you really want to blame somebody. And you want to, you, you want to seriously entertain the idea that the mainstream media is pushing, saying, oh, it's those damn anti-vaxxers. Well, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So clearly that's who the problem is. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, photographs uh, posted using uh, uh, the the, uh, the hashtags are uh, coming in from across the country. Uh, they're showing bare shelves in produce departments, meat departments, uh, and dairy areas of the store, uh, and paper goods aisles as well that resemble uh, the mass buying of toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic. You remember the toilet paper thing? My God, people were getting in knockdown, drag out fist fights across the world over a pack of toilet paper. I'd never seen anything like it. Well, as we all know, dysentery was uh, one of the side effects of COVID, so toilet paper was much needed. Right, right. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, but anyway, the, yeah, the uh, the photos are out there uh, just about everywhere. I mean, empty shelves in, uh, from California to uh, Arkansas to, well, down in your neck of the woods uh, to uh, parts of the East Coast, uh, all the way over into Minneapolis, all throughout the Midwest. Yeah, of course. Of course. When you shut down the ports because of the unvax, which is what they tried to do, when you shut down the ports, when you have the unions that are standing in the way saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're not safe. We're not going back to work. Well, OK, you're fired. It's that simple. We'll get somebody in there that'll do it. Better yet, let's try something else. What's the argument that they use all the time? Oh, well, uh, if you don't like it, then go build your own. Isn't that what we we hear all the time? from like the tech companies and the the tech oligarchs and all that stuff. Well, you don't like it, go build your own. PayPal, that kind of stuff, you don't like it, go build your own. Okay, well, it's going to take us a minute because you've just stolen the last 30 years from us when it comes to the infrastructure side of things. So it's going to take us a few minutes. If we're not going to unload the ships at government-run ports, which shouldn't even exist in the first place, if we're not going to do that, well, then let's just build our own port. And better yet, let's just do it down the road so the ships don't have to go as far. And we'll see which one actually does better. Let's compete that way in the free market. And let's see which one does better. I can guarantee you it's not going to be the government port. Oh, no. 100% it'll be the government port. And the whole reason it'll be the government port is because the government ports will have subsidies. And they'll, they'll basically the, incentive, the company yeah. won't have to pay for the port. Right. So, yeah. And then they'll charge exponential funds or amounts of uh, taxes and those kind of things on the uh, the free market port. Uh, so it'll, in the end, the government one will be better. Bruce, are you are you alluding to possible government corruption? Are you, are you alluding to that? Is, is that is that kind of what I'm getting from you is you're, you're alluding to, to corruption within the bureaucracy itself? Yeah, yeah. Something something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I never would have guessed. Just a um, little just, bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I never, I never would have guessed. We, you know, we've been talking about Kazakhstan for the last few days, the uh, the situation that's been going on over in Kazakhstan. And you know what? 
I'm actually I, I'm I'm more now I, I'm even more convinced now than what I was before about what's going on in that country. First, it was oh, it's just a bunch of anti-government protesters, and they're they're looking to overthrow the government. Well, then it became a little bit more interesting because the Russians said, um, "We'll send in some peacekeepers to help you out with that." And then the price of uranium shot up by twelve percent in a single day on the world market. Okay, well, what does that have to do with Kazakhstan? Well, as Bruce so graciously pulled up the uh, the research on that, come to find out, they are the world leading producer of uranium. Huh. Well, let me see. The European Union just announced, and I'm sure that the Americans will go along with it as well, as well as the United Nations. I'm sure it'll just be a, a new talking point that's just miraculously... Uh, just surfaced everywhere. Nuclear energy is now considered, quote, green by these governments, which just so happens to fit their agenda. And is there a, is there some kind of a, a substance, a raw material you need for, for nuclear fuel? Huh? What, what is that? Um, well, my God, I think it's uranium. I, I think it's what it might be. I think you might need that. Then the Chinese, President Xi Jinping of China, comes out and he offers his personal contribution to helping the uh, the country of Kazakhstan. He's offered security to the outside forces uh, that, are, that are at work in there. Uh, Beijing has offered law enforcement support to Kazakhstan to help control the chaos and, quote, jointly oppose the interference and infiltration of any external forces. Now, it just so happens that this also comes on the heels of China saying, no, 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 no. We're not expanding our nuclear arsenal. No, no, that's that's not what we're doing. We're we're just modernizing it. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. Now, see, when they when they give an explanation like that, well, that just reassures you, doesn't it? It just reassures you. Now, it also doesn't help that we also abandoned Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan that was within striking distance of where the Chinese have all their nuclear armaments. It, it just so happens that we don't have that anymore. Now it belongs to China with all of our armament, by the way, because of the horrible withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then, of course, this this country gets, well, uh, they get knocked uh, they get knocked over. Well, basically, they get knocked over, or they were trying to get knocked over, rather, by uh, well, what looks to be a color revolution from George Soros. And then, all of a sudden, uranium shoots up, and then China, Russia and China both step in and say, hey, look, We'll help you with this little, this pesky little problem that's going on in there. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure that by them offering their assistance, they'll take just a generous supply of uh, of uranium for their troubles, right? I'm sure they'll take a generous supply of that. The foreign minister from China, Wang Yi, told his Kazakh counterpart that the recent unrest showed some foreign elements, quote, don't want peace and tranquility in our region. Oh, that that was right as he offered his assistance. The Singapore-based international studies professor Li Mingzhang claimed China uh, China wanted to avoid the spread of U.S. influence in the region where it has energy import interests and the Belt and Road Project. Huh. Well, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, that that that's that that's happened now, and then of course you you also have this that came out over the weekend as well. Do you remember we told you that there was a uh, there was a photo there that was we actually posted up on our Telegram page for anybody that subscribed to us there you could see it of Joe Biden the big guy and Hunter Biden his son who was the uh, what what did Joe Biden say he was the smartest businessman he ever knew they're standing next to Kazakhstani oligarchs. Well, one of the individuals unknown to us at the time that was in that photo was the former Kazakh prime minister, Karim Mazimov. And he just so happened to be over the intelligence uh, community there as well. Now, there's more to this story. Th- this gets really interesting. There- there's more to this story, which is, by the way, this this former minister here, he's a known Biden family business associate. He was detained on Saturday on suspicion of treason. Huh. It's, it's almost it's almost like there was, there was a, an internal coup that was taking place. And it's almost like they were trying to cut the Russians and the Chinese out from the number one uranium deposit in the world. Almost. It's almost. Bruce, is that is that what you're is that what you're getting out of that? Are you kind of getting that feeling that that's almost what it was about? It does seem that way. Yeah, yeah it, does uh, it definitely does seem that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An unverified photo shows, which is the one we've had up, uh, which, of course, has now been verified. That is the individual shows then. Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden, flanked by then Prime Minister Mazmov and Kazakh oligarchs Kenes Rakishev. 
Interesting names. In the DC restaurant Cafe Milano. That was according to the New York Post. Uh, the photo first surfaced in 2019 on the Kazakhstani Initiative on Asset Recovery, an anti-corruption website. Well, when I think of anti-corruption, the first thing I think of is Joe and Hunter Biden. That's the first thing I think of, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Well, I mean, they did great work in Ukraine. They did. Up the anti-corruption really uh, bureau there. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With Mr. Uh, Artem Sitnik. Yeah, they did a, did a great job there. We have yet to break all that down. Uh, that, was a, that was an entirely, entirely different network that they had built up there. Why do you think Ukraine's on the table now for the Russians? Of course, Putin is interested in Ukraine. Of course he is. That's the country that runs the Russian pipeline that delivers the energy into Europe. What do you think Nord Stream 2 was all about coming into Germany? Oh, no, there's all kinds of sanctions put on that. Hunter Biden was on the board of the company <laughs> that ran the pipeline that came into Europe. Burisma? Hello? Does anybody remember? What? Why... Why would anyone think sanctions would do anything when this is literally handing a control rod to uh, Putin? Why Why would you think he wouldn't go all, full bore into this? Because no matter how many sanctions you put on him at that point, once he has you by the testicles, you're going to do exactly what he says. And that's that's basically what's happened now with Nord Stream 2. So Putin is uh, he don't don't get me wrong. He's a former head of the KGB. He knows how to play politics. Do you do you honestly think that that Vladimir Putin has any respect for Joe Biden or anybody in Washington D.C.? Do you think he has any any amount of respect for anybody there? Of course not. Of course not. When he had that ridiculous meeting, that uh, which well, quite frankly I know why he did it. He did it to show that the band was a, a, an incompetent bumbling buffoon. The meeting that they had in Geneva clearly. Putin did it as a, as a political stunt. Clearly, he did it to make fun of Biden. Of course, that's what he did. But anyway, back to Kazakhstan. Joe and Hunter's buddy, uh, Karim Mazamov, has met the fate of many in the Biden business associates in, uh, Al is it Almaty? Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, that, um, that city? Uh, I, I, it looks right. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. All right. Authorities in Kazakhstan have detained... Uh, Mazamov, the former head of national security of the National Security Committee, article out of the Daily Mail. Uh, they reported this again. It's, I, I'm looking at several different uh, breakdowns here. The Daily Mail reported that Hunter Biden assisted Rakashev, whose net worth in 2012 was estimated at 332 million dollars, as a type of go-between for U.S. investments. Isn't that what he did at Burisma? That's what it was. He was the go-to guy. He was placed on the board. And he was given, uh, what was it, like 50000 a month, fifty grand a month for just sitting there on the board. And he was the go-to. That that was his operation for uh, the big guy. He had to kick some of the salary up to the big guy. And he could call in favors to uh, to not just uh, his father, but his father would then grease the skids for the administration. Well, it's, it's a bit to say that he was getting kickbacks, Biden, uh, Joe Biden. It's a little bit, uh, when, you, when you get into it, it's a little bit, uh, legally speaking, gray because he shared in a, a bank account with hunter biden so he didn't actually receive any any payments but he shared the same account that hunter had that the money was going to so technically he had access to all the money that hunter was being paid technically the washington examiner obtained emails from hunter biden's laptop Showing that which what happened to that laptop? Quite frankly, I don't know which one. Which one are we talking about? Because there were two laptops. You remember that there there were two laptops. I do recall that there was the second laptop that was talked about by Hunter Biden in the hotel room in Vegas with the Russian hooker. There, there was that talk. But then he went on NBC and was asked, "Was that your laptop for real? I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's is, this. Is I really a, don't know. Okay. If the answer is you don't know yes answer. or no if the laptop. I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly it, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that that was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. I see." See, it, it could be. It could be. That, he that said could that have twice. also. Yeah, he said that twice. And it could have also been Parmesan cheese as well. It, yeah, it could have been. True. Yeah, could have been Parmesan cheese. Uh, the, <laughs> the Washington Examiner obtained emails from the Hunter Biden laptop uh, showing he sought an energy deal within the Kazakh Prime Minister Mazamov. 
the purported emails show that Hunter Biden met with Mazamov in Kazakhstan in 2014. During this meeting, Hunter Biden reportedly did, excuse me, Biden, as in Joe Biden. During this meeting, Biden purportedly did, uh, reportedly ditched his Secret Service detail as he sought an energy deal with the prime minister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm in, I'm in Kazakhstan. Um, look, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just the son of the, uh, the vice president of the United States. I don't think I'm going to need any secret service protection. So you guys go to lunch, uh, do, do whatever it is you need to do. Take some time off. I don't care. Go sit in the car or whatever. Uh, I, I just need to go visit somebody. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. If I'm in Kazakhstan or any other country in that region of the world, not necessarily just that one. And I am a high profile person such as that. I'm not letting any secret service out of my sight for a second, let alone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go meet with this uh, this oligarch over here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk to him about some shady deal that we don't really need to be talking about, because quite frankly, that's it's illegal. So uh, I, I, I can't I can't have you guys around. Do you know what they do to you in some of these countries if you're a high profile person? Do, do, do you know what they'll do to you? For example, well, hell, walk into North Korea and watch what happens to you. Watch how well you get treated over there. Send your Secret Service off from there. Yeah, don't don't sit down and talk in there. Watch what happens to you there. You go into a lot of these countries like this and you meet with some back alley people, you're never heard from again. If you're a high profile person, they will take you for a ransom. You dismiss the Secret Service? Red flag? Anybody? Anybody? Hello? Did you ditch him for Ukraine as well? I would imagine so. If you met with those oligarchs, emails obtained by the Daily Mail show that Hunter Biden met with Mazamov again in 2015 at the Willard Hotel in Washington, D.C. Hunter Biden referred to Mazamov in a 2016 email as a, quote, close friend. It's just a just a close friend. It's not exactly the kind of person I'd want to keep around. Define close friend, because we're, we're talking about a drug addict. Yeah, that's true. Is that's it true. just his dealer? Could be. Mazamov was fired from his position as head of uh, head of the National Security Committee last week as protests raged across the Central Asian nation. So is that really what everything is about? Is it really just that? Is it that? I don't know. I don't know. But I find it extremely coincidental that it's a resource game. That's where we are. It's a resource game. See, in the 20th century, in the last century, if you needed resources, well, then you just conquered an area and you took what you needed. For example, when the Nazis were marching across all areas of, uh, of Europe and parts of North Africa, well, they were after specific things to build their war machine. That's what they needed. They needed raw materials. They needed resources. And that's what fighting wars is all about. It's not about how much money you have. It's about the logistics of the matter. It's about what resources you have and how you allocate those resources. It's also about your production. China's in the process of trying to shore themselves up for the next hundred years or so. That seems to be about the, the trend that we see. They're in the process of trying to shore themselves up for the next hundred years. They want a belt and road initiative, as they call it. They want things that run all over the world that benefit their interest. And if the Russians can get something out of that deal, well, then they'll take it too. But is it really that? Is it really just that? I, and I, I think the, the uranium thing, I think that's big enough. But there's also something else that I learned of this morning. Turns out that that country just so happens to have a biosafety level four laboratory in that country. And it just so happens to be located in Almaty, which is right where all of this is happening. Well, gee whiz, what have they been doing in there? Bruce, you did some looking. What have they been doing in there? Let's let's look at the backstory that you found on the lab itself to begin with. To sum it up, there was a uh, Russian scientist back in the 90s that came out and said, uh, 93, I believe it was, that said, uh, yeah, you know how Russia said back in the 80s they stopped doing uh, biological uh, warfare research? He said, yeah, no, they've been doing it um, secretly. Uh, so the U.S. scrambled and, of course, funded a bunch of um, uh, labs to be created. By the way, I don't think people really knew this. Bush was very scared of biological warfare. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we had for the swine flu that we used, um, he actually set up. Uh, Bush actually had like PPE and all kinds of stuff set up because he was legit scared of this stuff. So uh, fast forward a bit, uh, 2013, they created labs, started funding them. Uh, take a wild guess at which country funded the Kazakhstan P4 lab. I'm going to go with the U.S. Yeah, that that's exactly about the same time frame as the Wuhan lab 
that they also funded. When a government is scared of something, but they can't actually do it at the home, uh, on the home front, you know, you can't do it on uh, the motherland's land because laws, right? This being as serious as it is, you can't exactly convince the population to jump on board. So instead of doing that, what do you do instead? Send it to another nation. And that's exactly what they did. So um, this one, they were researching things like bubonic plague, you know, those those types of things. They were, uh, you know, nothing that could potentially wipe out the human race or anything. Nothing like that. Of course not. It wouldn't be so crazy as to do something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah. And it just so happens that, um, well, by the way, all, all of this stuff that goes on inside these P4 labs, it's all illegal, by the way. That's the problem with all of this is the uh, the things that they do in there. Uh, it's not exactly legal. If you're to look at very simply, and I have a copy of this book right here. Bruce, you can clearly see this. I've referenced this book here before. Uh, this yeah, is a book. Yeah. You can pick this up for, I want to say I paid $11 for this. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's called Biowarfare and Terrorism, and it's written by Dr. Francis Boyle. He's also the same individual that wrote the International Biological Weapons Convention, which all nations, China included, signed on to, which makes all work that they do inside these labs illegal. When you hear them talk about gain of function, that is weaponization. When Rand Paul was smashing Dr. Fauci with that point, which, by the way, Dr. Fauci just simply changed the definition of what gain of function is on his website to fit the narrative of what they're pushing as opposed to what it actually means. I, I don't care what these idiots do about changing definitions of things. That doesn't change reality. You might think that it does, but it doesn't. So when they do gain of function, that's weaponization. They're enhancing pathogens in these laboratories they're enhancing them they're giving them in some cases what was it what was it paul said some in, in some cases they're doing up to uh, like a 15 to 20 percent mortality in some of these things even higher you could potentially do something like that yeah i don't know that they actually did well some of the diseases that they have in laboratories we've had uh we we have um, gotten rid of the in circulation right so society doesn't deal with those anymore like smallpox uh, but it's still in the lab. Uh, so yeah, to what he's saying, yes, that that's true. They do actually, yeah, they, they play with those things. Uh huh. They, yeah. they, the, the argument is they're doing this to try to see what viruses could mutate to and learning how to make vaccines in, in case something does happen. You know, you do have a killer strain. There, there is an element of, there's an element of, we have to do the research to know how stuff works. But at the same time, okay, do you, if, if you're someone that wants gene uh, therapy, if you're someone that wants gene, uh, just to know how it works, the problem is once you know how genes work, you also know how to manipulate them. When you know how to manipulate them, you can create viruses that will completely annihilate the human race. That is part of the problem with gene therapy and all of this. I would I would also throw this on top of it, I, and I, I agree with you there. I, I'm I'm just kind of add to this. When you have these individuals that are running the show, if you even want to call it that, they're making a horrible mess of it. But these individuals, like the Klaus Schwabs of the world, and the Bill Gates, and and the Chinese Communist Party, uh, and the Russians, and all this other stuff, all these other evil entities that you have in there. I'm not ruling out all the other things that I didn't mention, such as the Department of Defense, DARPA, the tech companies, Fauci and company, all the rest of this stuff. All these people that were involved in what happened at that Wuhan lab, these are the same people that are involved in all of these labs, all of these P4 labs. These are, these are criminal psychopaths. Not even just uh, to what you're saying, not even just that they had uh, like sent money there to help fund them, but you also have big tech running uh, carrying the water for them they're 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 running diversions keeping us off the trail and the media yeah and academia and the doctors and everything else every single person that's been stonewalled at this point for speaking out against this that has credible scientific evidence such as dr michael yaden uh wolfgang wudar gert Vanden, dr gert vandenbosch uh, dr robert malone dr peter mccullough all these people uh, dr joseph mccullough all these people and uh, among others all these people that have come out against all of this have been systematically shut down and banned gagged silenced and all the rest of it discredited destroyed 
basically, by these people, by this this group of criminal psychopaths that are running this stuff. Article out of the Daily Mail, I take it for what you will. Kazakhstan denies this is this was just posted yesterday because it just came out about the lab leak again. I heard, or, excuse me, about the lab leak about the. Um, uh, the P4 lab being located in Kazakhstan, which I didn't know until this morning. Kazakhstan denies military laboratory was seized by rioters. Well, I thought it didn't exist. After Russia claimed a possible pathogen leak occurred at the controversial facility. Why is it controversial? Why is it controversial? As the country's health ministry says that more than 160 people have been killed during the protests in the country. The U.S. fund, listen, the U.S. funded laboratory was reported to have fallen into protesters' hands. However, officials denied the claim after saying the bio, the bio lab is secure. At the P4 bio lab, the outbreak of potentially deadly diseases is studied, as you had mentioned before. Russian state media highlighted claims that a pathogen had escaped at the lab, uh, and there have been over... Yeah, okay. And you know, I, I've I've had this argument with, with GP before, going back and forth, and he's like, well, are you against research? And I said, no. No, of course I'm not against research. That is the process. That is the process. Unfortunate as it is, that is the process. When you do research, say, for example, vaccine research, when you're doing vaccine research, obviously, to know what you need to create a vaccine, you need to understand the virus. So what you do is you create the virus or enhance the virus, which is what they do the gain of function for, and then you reverse engineer what you did so you can create a vaccine for it. This is standard procedure. Uh, again, this is lined, This is outlined in Dr. Francis Boyle's book, Biowarfare and Terrorism. You can Again, you can get it on Amazon for about $11, $12 or whatever it is. It's only 100 pages, but it explains all of this, and it explains all of what goes on in these labs in that book. Uh, and, and it also explains how all of this is illegal, by the way. But when you engineer the excuse me when you reverse engineer these things you create the vaccine to protect against what's called blowback blowback is if something accidentally gets released or god forbid a country uses biological warfare against another the problem you face is blowback meaning it'll come back on your population and then of course your population is going to be well they'll, they'll be targeted by your own stupidity uh, for doing it in the first place so you need to create a vaccine to inoculate your own population your own uh, government people and everything else so it preserves your system but it's used on whoever your targeted enemy is which is stupid because as we've learned with covid it mutates so by the time it gets back to your population the vaccine is going to be made useless. Right. Unless it's an attenuated one, in which case it might be effective. But the idea of biological warfare is so moronic because it is literally like nuking your neighbors and then hoping the, the radioactive fallout doesn't hit you. Yeah. And then the it's just the radiation is going to pour back to you. The the wind blows properly and it's it's right back in your lap. It's same thing with this. It once the virus gets back and comes to you, it's either mutated. And now your vaccines no longer work or it, it's a gamble. Your vaccines might work or might not. And this is precisely why uh, Dr. Boyle makes the point in his book. And not only that, he makes points uh, in his interviews that he does give, which, by the way, he's another one that's not allowed to speak anywhere. Um, the minute that he spoke up about what was going on with this one, uh, with with COVID, he was immediately shut down everywhere. Uh, and he was relegated to just continuing his uh, his university work. And that was the end of it. But he's been speaking out and he says in the book and he's he's been speaking out uh, for for a good long time now about how all of this work needs to be shut down. All of it. All of it. These uh, th these these Nazi style experiments that these uh, th these idiots and these psychopaths are in there running. This has got to stop. You've got to stop this, because if you don't and I, I, I don't want to sound like um, I don't want to sound like a catastrophist here. But uh, if you don't do this. If you don't shut this stuff down, if you don't stop these people from doing this, we're teetering on the verge of extinction from what these dumbasses are doing. And I hate to sound like that, but um, that's if they have their way about it, uh, that's what they would do. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, I, I just um, I'm at the end of my rope with these people. Now, you can say, oh, well, are you against research? No, I'm not against research, but the manners in which you're doing it. And let's be honest, are they really doing vaccine research? And more to that point. More to that point, after everything that we have been through, everything that we the people, we the thinking people, everything that we've been through over the last two years, are you really going to take a vaccine from them ever again? Is that really what you're going to do? I'm not talking about being an anti-vaxxer here. Now, I don't care. Again, they changed the definition of that. I don't care what, what anybody says about that. But do you trust the people that are in charge now enough to take something from them that says that it's safe for you. That's my point. That's my point. You mean, you mean, 
trust the same people that we were just saying a few years ago were evil and corrupt and this horrible people. And now we're saying they're the saviors of the, the human race. Uh, the same people that were telling us, um, <laughs> don't eat eggs because eggs are bad for you. Cholesterol's bad. Oh, wait, no, eggs actually have good cholesterol. Don't have too much. Don't have salt. But if you don't have any salt, it kills you. But if you have too much salt, it kills you. Uh, don't eat, you know, a ton of bread because bread is bad for you. But no, that's the bottom of the py food pyramid. Oh, but no, don't eat a lot of bread. It, it, it's no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like giving a chimpanzee a bazooka. It, it's just it's stupid. I've heard of giving a chimp a gun before, but not a bazooka. That that would be uh, that'd be rather interesting. Giving a chimp a, 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 a like a, a gun of any kind, like okay, you're gonna you're gonna cause some casualties, but like the the kind of mass casualties these people can cause uh, with this form of research, it's not simply you're just gonna cause a few deaths like with a gun. This is you're going to cause large swaths of death. Death with with <laughs> we're we're toying with something here. I'm I'm for uh, trying to learn how the genetic code works and how to fix problems that people have. I, I have a few problems that I was born with that I would love to to be able to gene therapy out. You know, astigmatism as an example. I I'm, I have to wear glasses. I could go in for LASIKs, but that's not a guarantee when it comes to astigmatism. Anyway, uh, I would love to be able to solve those things. The problem is it it's it is a tool. People are not, you cannot trust them. It's like you're giving a random stranger that says they're going to help you a gun. I, 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 how, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. It, you, you I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with this one because the genie's out of the bottle. We, we cannot, Pandora's box is open. We, we, we're researching this kind of stuff. Now the problem is, do we research it faster than the bad guys and try to do good with it and stop the bad guys, or do we do no research at all, and now allow the bad guys to do all the research and have all the power, and not be able to counteract the bad guys? You get, you get what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's a this is nuclear warfare. Do we do we keep the technology to ourselves and exploit the world and become like this corrupt evil superpower by keeping the the technology to ourselves, which eventually they're going to get anyway, and then they're going to have a bad attitude towards us, and it's going to be bad. Or do we share it with the world in hopes that maybe good will come of it, but also bad actors are going to get it at the same time? We so did that. No with matter nuclear how technology. you slice it, we did it with nukes. Yeah, but, it, yeah, but however you slice it, they're going to get the technology. The, it, it, it's going to happen. Uh, the thing is, is you're going to have a bad actor get a hold of this technology. Let's assume that it's just good people that have had it so far. The second one bad actor gets it, one terrorist, one whatever gets a hold of this technology uh human race you're 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 holding the entire human race at gunpoint you can create diseases that will obliterate the human race or just bring them into subjugation you you could you could be a king if you will and and bring every single human being under your thumb this technology is very very powerful if you can grasp it. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And the reason I don't think they're going to be able to do it is a couple of reasons. One, there's too many warring factions. And two, there's too many warring factions in the warring factions. They turn on each other. You're talking about this group against that group. So for example, the US, you're look, let's look at the power axis here. Let's look at the three superpowers in the world. Let's look at the US, and you could argue the European alliance with the US. Let's look at Europe, or excuse me, Europe and the US. Let's look at China and let's look at Russia. Okay, three power structure, right? We don't do anything with it. The Chinese, obviously, they're going to get a hold of it. We already know what their intentions are. The Russians get a hold of it again. It, obviously. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, they already, we, have we it. already gave it to them. We gave it to them. We, we actually funded it over there because it's illegal and too many people would have talked in the US and they all would have gone to prison. If you want to do your dirt, you do it in China. That's why they did it there. They obviously have it. We know what the Russians, I'm not talking about the Russian people, I'm talking about the Russian government. They have nefarious purposes. No question about that. So what do you do? What, what do you do? But at the same time, we also have a group that's running us here that have the same malintent towards us as the other governments do. We're the ones that are caught in the middle of this. We're the ones caught in their stupid little game that they're playing. Toying around with, with uh, genetic alteration. Again, I, I'm, I'm all for fixing, as in like genetic defects, birth defects, that kind of stuff. We can end a lot of suffering that way, without a doubt. But the way that these people 
I, I just I, I don't like these people. They're they're sick. They're criminally insane. They're psychotic. When you look at Klaus Schwab, right? This guy's a nightmare. You look at this guy and you listen to the way he talks. Do you believe a single word that comes out of that guy's mouth? Because I don't. And I never will. I never will. The thing is, is no. Okay. If we were to be, if we were able to purge every single amount of data on gene, uh, just anything in gene research and say, okay, nobody is to ever do this again. And all peoples agree, we will never do this again. um, It doesn't matter. They'll do it in secret. Even if. Even, well, no, no. Even if they, if everybody abides by it, it doesn't matter because the the moment one person, one country, one nation, whatever, gets artificial intelligence and it's general intelligence, like it, it has generally the same uh, cognitive abilities as humans, right? That's the next step. If they make that, that's it. I mean, AI is capable of of putting together patterns that we don't see. And they could, by leaps and bounds, uh, gain knowledge on this technology, and uh, it's it's going to happen. That's the bottom line. Every system that happens in nature, everything that's out there, we're going to exploit it, period. Humans find how it works, and we exploit it. We, we manipulate it to be uh, beneficial to us. That's just what we do. Genes are going to be no different. We're going to manipulate them to do what we want them to. It's in human nature. The problem is, is you have some humans that are, you know, not great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of the human condition. And mm-hmm. we're never going to get past that. It's not a question of how do we stop this research? Now it's a, how do we prevent someone from from utilizing this to destroy the human race or to um, take over the world, basically? How do we stop an Adolf Hitler? How do we stop someone like that? That that should be the question when it comes to this gene therapy and, and all of these things. We should be forging ahead in the technology to research it. Same thing with Einstein. We have to get it first before anyone else does, because if we don't get it first and ensure that it's used for good, we can't stop the bad people, the bad actors from utilizing it for bad. So as much as I don't want to do it because it can be used against us, at the same time, we have to forge forward to try to figure out a way to keep it from being used against us. Very good points. Very good points. Um, and I'm 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 sorry. I'm uh, I'm looking at at a very large list of articles here. There's supposedly there's um, reports of another pandemic that's uh, breaking out in China, uh, but we don't know any details as of yet. Uh, Doctor Malone was on Steve Bannon's podcast. Was it yesterday? And uh, we listened to it before. Uh, we don't uh, we don't have time to play it today. We listened to it before, and uh, apparently there's some type of a hemorrhagic fever that's breaking out in uh, in China. These are the headlines that are coming out since that interview. These are the headlines that are now coming out coming out across uh, mainstream media outlets. Uh, and China is now locking down parts of their uh, their population. Xi'an is under lockdown. We talked about that last week. But they're talking about hemorrhagic fever. Another Chinese city is locked down, talking about hemorrhagic fever. And there's another uh, another place in Africa that is locked down. Uh, and they're talking about Laza fever. So I... God only knows. Uh, but it's a type of um, uh, acute viral hemorrhagic fever that's caused by a single-stranded RNA virus. Uh, but anyway, that's on the horizon. But uh, we'll we'll see more about that uh, in the coming days. But I want to talk about this. I want to kind of end up on this one here, uh, and then we can go um, we can go one more direction. Um, I want to talk about a couple of cases from some prominent people over the weekend. We had a few more footballers that dropped over the weekend, as in dropped on the field. We played the videos. We have those videos up on our uh, up on our Telegram page, but unfortunately they're not in English, so uh, you're not going to see that or you're not going to understand it. So, but basically the uh, the player is just going along and then boom, flops over uh, and falls right in the middle of the field uh, and then drags himself off the field and then collapses over on the sidelines. Uh, another case, uh, another player fell in the goal box uh, during the uh, during the football game and. Um, they had to rush out with uh, medical teams to try and get him, uh, try and get him off the field. But both of those players died, uh, I believe. And also, there was another one. There was a third one, a Qatari player, Qatari national player. Which, by the way, that is the country that is going to host the World Cup this year. One of their players, a younger player, uh, also just died uh, over the weekend on the field uh, of a heart attack. Bob Saget. 
is if everybody doesn't know who Bob Saget is, then of course you know the TV show. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the remake, the original TV show from back in the '90s, uh, Full House. Bob Saget played the father on there, uh, and he was also for those in the U.S. that are old enough to remember, uh, he was also the host of America's Funniest Home Videos for a long time. Uh, he also ran that uh, back in the uh, back in the '90s as well. Uh, and I don't know if he did it any time after. I think he might have done it after that too. But anyway, I know him. From, they had uh, somebody else. They had somebody they else in the 2000s takeover. Yeah, okay. yeah. I forget what I, his name is. Okay, I remember him from uh, from those two shows back in the 90s. But uh, he had said on his uh, his podcast a couple of weeks ago that he had gone in for his uh, for his booster, his COVID booster. And uh, that was on we found that that was on uh, December 13th. So about a month ago. Uh, and then, of course, uh, this, his quote was, I went to the pharmacy the other day and I got my booster shot right around December 13th. Bob Saget, the popular full house actor and comedian, was found dead in his hotel room in his room by the Ritz-Carlton hotel worker around 4 p.m. yesterday afternoon. Orange County Sheriff's Department tweeted about Saget's death, saying that they found no evidence of foul play. This is their tweet on the matter. Earlier today, deputies were called to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Orlando, Grand Lakes, for a call about an unresponsive man in a hotel room. The man was identified as Robert Saget and pronounced deceased on the scene. Detectives found no sign of foul play or drug use in this case. Moments before he was found dead in his hotel room, Saget posted a message on Twitter about how he loved tonight's show in Jacksonville. He just kicked off his new tour that he was going to be doing, his uh, stand-up comedy tour. He said he was happily addicted again to this stuff. I'm not going to repeat it. In his tweet, he added a link for his followers to find his upcoming 2022 show dates. Uh, he recently shared a post on Instagram that appears to show a very happy uh, expression on his face. He says with the quote, I'm back in comedy like when I was 26. I guess I'm finding my new voice again. Uh, I'm finding my new voice and loving every moment of it. Uh, he also appeared on the uh, excuse me. He also appeared with the offices. Uh, I don't know if, like, if that's a TV show or whatever. BJ uh, Novak on his podcast. Uh, and they had a great time together. December 13th, he posted an interesting conversation with a guest calling into his podcast. On the clip he posted to Instagram, he tells the fan that he just got his COVID booster shot. In the description of his December 13th podcast on Instagram, he explains how he's trying to give fans some solace over the divisive COVID topic by injecting some humor into their lives. Uh, in the podcast, he talked uh, to quite a f or talked to quite a few people. Uh, all with funny or touching stories to share. Uh, and then it goes on here to quote about his podcast. But anyway, yeah, he um, he goes to the pharmacy. He gets jabbed. And now he's uh, now he's passed away. Of, I believe it was a um, was probably a heart attack. What else could it be? Now, you know, this is not going to be logged as a covid death. It's not going to be logged as a vaccine death even. What uh, else could it be? I think they'll I think they'll log it as a covid death, but they won't log, log it as a vaccine death. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. not going to go in as a, as a vaccine death. What well, else could it it's be? It's Florida, though. Was it Florida? Yes, Florida. Uh, okay, maybe maybe they won't log it as a vaccine death. Fair point. What um, else could it be? That's that's the question I'm asking. Is what, what else could it be? Natural causes. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Natural causes. Yeah, that's the benign thing they'll do is natural causes. Will they go in and truthfully see if it was uh, myocarditis? <laughs> it depends on if they uh, uh, somebody pays them off the the corner. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. Um, with that one, uh, just as cleanup, the, uh, the name you read there, um, the BJ Novak, that is the, I believe I've not actually seen the show, but I believe it's the main character of the office. Uh huh. I think, okay. um, I I've not actually, I, I watched the UK, watched no, the lead, it, so. no, 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 hold on. I, this one I do know, uh, the lead character in the office US was Steve Carell. That I do know the guy that played the 40 year old virgin, that guy. Is he, is he the main character or is that the. He's the main um, character. He's I the office the main, boss. I thought the main antagonist was one of the employees. It could have been. The, the boss is just the, uh, I don't know. Could have been. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the U.S. series. I watched the U.K. version I, with uh, I, I Ricky Gervais, but yeah, I, I didn't watch, uh, didn't watch the U.S. one. Uh, I was entirely too busy doing things called life. <laughs> that was on. I, uh, I, I, I never got into sitcoms. Yeah, I can't, I can't either. It's just, they're just, they're terrible. They're terrible. Now, the Andy Griffith show, I'll watch that. Right. If you want to call that a sitcom, that's good old classic Americana TV that I'll watch that Don Knotts was hilarious. The guy played Barney Fife. Yeah, that that was hilarious. I loved it. Speaking of Florida and speaking of covid. Now, I, I know that this individual that's that's experienced this. They've been through a lot. 
they've been through a lot. And so you kind of have to you kind of have to be gentle with this one because well, quite frankly, you really don't want to put any more undue stress on this individual than what needs to be. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has tested positive for COVID-19. Bruce, I can already see you're, you're deeply, deeply upset uh, over the announcement of this. On Sunday, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's office announced that the Congresswoman had tested positive for COVID-19. She received a positive test result, uh, according to her office. She's experiencing symptoms and recovering at home. The Congresswoman received her booster shot in the fall and encourages everyone to get their booster and follow the CDC guidance. The announcement comes after Ocasio-Cortez was seen partying in Florida on a number of occasions, despite being a frequent critic of Governor Ron DeSantis and his policies regarding COVID-19. Yeah, she's been all about the masking. She's been all about that. And then she gets called out on her hypocrisy, and then all of a sudden it becomes about her her dating life or something. A bunch of people just want to date her or, or whatever. That, that's what it turned into, I her, think. Her sexual fantasies, yes. Yes, that. Well, what she, what she says everyone else has th- those types of things, but they're jealous because they can't. I, I don't know, something to that effect. She's accusing others of being um, sexually deprived when... Well, we'll just say that Democrats usually are guilty of what they espouse others to being. So there you go. Does it surprise you that she has, uh, t- she's now taken ill from all of this? Because remember, look at how they play the game. Remember that. Look at how they play the game. She was on top of everything, and she was she was making the uh, the statements, mask masking, social distancing, lockdowns, all that stuff. Right, playing the the narrative. She gets caught flaunting it all on her vacation in Florida. Now she's a victim, and she's been taken out of the the picture. Oh no! See, see what she did. She decided that she was going to go down to uh, to the evil Florida and take her vacation where they don't have any COVID restrictions. And you see, it was everybody else's fault that she got sick. You see that plays right into the agenda. Yeah, that that's that is the real story. It's not it's not the fact that she went uh, down there and caught COVID. It's the fact that she was flaunting every all the rules that she espouses. And now she's the victim because she's got COVID. That's the that's the real story. They're trying to. um, Well, it's gaslighting. It's just gaslighting like like per usual. Uh, Following the photo that went uh, that went viral on Twitter, she went on a social media tirade stating that the people that are criticizing her are all Republicans are expressing their sexual frustrations. (laughs) This you, you can't make any headway with with stupidity like this. She was responding to a tweet from former Trump advisor Steve Cortez, who I think he actually has a show on Newsmax. I'm not entirely sure if that's the same guy or not. Uh, He wrote, number one, if leftists like AOC actually thought mandates and masking worked, they wouldn't be frolicking in free Florida. That's true. That's true. Just like Don Lemon. Same thing. Number two, her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public, not at a pool or a beach with hideous sandals. She's zero for two. That's um, I I still don't understand the feet thing. What, What the hell is that all about? The picture they show, it was him sitting. Um, I've not with seen his the leg photo. Crossed yeah, I've not seen the photo, so I, I really don't care. Foot. Oh, I God. honestly, I, I don't care about the. Okay. Um, first of all, to her comments about uh, it's just Republicans being sexually frustrated, um, I will say I will agree with her because. Every time I see a photo of her, it does make me sexually frustrated <laughs> because it does the opposite effect. It does it is nothing a complete turnoff. But anyway, that said, the thing about the dude and all like they're a great couple uh, because she seems like the um, uh, hear me out. She's yeah, okay. the controlling feminist. Oh, God. He's yeah, yeah, the yeah. beta he's, submissive. He's, he's so the soy. Fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the soy boy. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that gets yeah. walked all so, over. Yeah. Don't they have kids? Yes. Don't, don't they have kids? I thought no, they had kids. I don't think so. No? I thought they did. No, I don't think so. Okay. No. I think they're just dating at this point, which I, I, okay. that doesn't mean anything to the to the left leaning, but... No, it means nothing. Here in the Midwest, that is, when you're still dating, that means you don't have kids together for the rest of the, the world that doesn't think that way. Um, you, you require getting married before you have kids together uh, here in the Midwest. Yeah, it's usually how it's, well, that's how it's supposed to go. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. Uh, I've, I've had enough for today. Uh, n- enough of this this COVID. I, I just, I can't do any more today. Cannot do any more today. As always, for anybody that has any uh, any feedback for us, please do drop us a line at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.